gentlemen, live direct from uh, behind the computer, it's Picky. And on the computer, it's me, Donovan, recording Radio Free Toad Bay. <laughs> I'm Arthur, uh, sitting behind my computer uh, with a, just a, a slew of empty Diet Cola cans just staring me in the face. Fuck yeah. You gotta love... Sometimes Depression Mountain crops up like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's just a, a physical sign. I was having that with my dishes the other day, and then I don't fill up, like, the Brita in the fridge, and then everything falls apart from then on yeah. out. I live at the peak Brita. of Depression Mountain, dog. Like, I got a cottage up here. It's by a stream of fucking dirty laundry and, you know. Yeah, you I summer on Depression Mountain. <laughs> Some folks go to the East Coast. We go to the bottom of of a pile of cans. But uh, jokes aside, we're we're in a good mood. I think both of us we're yeah. in a good place on account of we've been, our list has been blowing the fuck up since we went on Pod Damn. So thank you again to Jake Flores for setting that up and uh, all of them for for having us on there. Yeah. That's fun as hell. And, and if you're new to the show. Hey, fucking thanks for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. We're stoked this week, too, because we have uh, another guest with us. We have uh, cartoonist Rory Blank with us. What's poppin', Rory? Uh, just as an aside, I, I drew the logo for Pod Damn America. No shit! Oh, what? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, that was fun. Did not know that. Uh, <laughs> now that you say that, that, that matches up with your style. I what? can see that. What a small world. That's awesome. I'm pretty happy with the way that one turned out. God, I'm sorry. I just spaced out like while you guys were doing the intro, looking at pictures of Cincinnati chili. Looking <laughs> 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 at the packaging for it, it's so it's fucked, dude. Yeah, yeah. We we were talking before we started recording. Uh, Arthur and I are, are from Cincinnati. Rory was asking if the Cincinnati chili is a real thing. And it is, yeah, and it does look disgusting. I agree with you, having grown up there, but it's really good. While it looks I, like dog vomit, it does not taste like dog vomit. I would be willing to believe that, but like, I'm, I'm definitely not trying the boxed stuff. Like, I, I can't imagine that there's going to be that much of a difference in terms of like authenticity with frozen pasta. But like, <laughs> I just, I can't do it. Well, I, if I'm not no, mistaken, I, the box does not come with the pasta. It's just like it's like a frozen patty no, of no, that no, like no, meat no. water, right? No, I I, I see you, like you a can puck get of the pasta. whole bowl. Really? Yeah, the the yeah. the one with the spaghetti in it is bad fucking news. Yeah. Like if you want to try it outside of uh, Southern Ohio, I just get the Canada chili and make your own spaghetti because I got one of those once. I was like in college, like oh, I can throw this into microwave when i come home drunk it'll be great and i came home drunk and it was terrible and if something like that's terrible when you're drunk man i don't even fucking want to look at that sober <laughs> i just don't i don't understand. know what they did to the noodles I, I don't understand why you would want frozen noodles like i, I get frozen lasagna that's a specific thing like yeah. you don't lasagna is a huge pain in the ass to make but like if you're just gonna boil pasta and put chili on it why why? <laughs> Why would you do this? I mean, theoretically, the uh, the like moisture in the in the meat sauce seeps into the pasta and and reinvigorates it. I'm sure, but that's it's just not it. You know, the the idea behind the design is way more elegant than its execution. I'm sure. 
True ass. The noodles turned to soggy mush. Mm. That's not great. They mm. begin as soggy. They begin as frozen soggy mush, and then they, you know, metamorphosize and it's just regular soggy mush. So I don't recommend that one. But does it yeah. have the cheese? in Chili's it too? good, man. It's like a sauce. Yeah. No, it looks no like cheese. It has frozen oh. cheese on. Oh, there's okay. cheese in it too. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like every picture of it just looks like a horrid beige puck. <laughs> <laughs> the, only way I could think of to it. the cheese is really fucking like orange yellow shredded stuff yeah i don't i don't think the one i had was but this was also like 10 years ago nine years ago. donovan recall in great detail a meal you <laughs> ate drunk 10 years ago uh i went to canes with our boy zisty we were playing electronic music it's like three in the morning we're running down high street just dancing carrying the fucking speaker nice and people are dancing with us and we go into the canes and people were like i thought people were gonna be pissed everybody was fucking into it the fucking security guards like dancing the people behind the desks <laughs> we were like celebrities for five minutes it was bizarre <laughs> i do remember that one that's that's probably eight years ago that's a good feeling Let's see i can remember once when i was in college i uh just as, as a, a prelude to this happening i um I was leaving a party. I was really drunk. I saw a group of frat guys punching a fire alarm, and I just decided to like, <laughs> be a good Samaritan and told them, like, don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> and one of them said, cool down, my N-word. And then I said, whoa, you guys can't say that. The word's at me. And you're not... You're not black, and his response was, "No, I said it with an A, not an not an ER. Oh, that sure. means for friends." And I said, yeah, "Fuck, I've seen that stamp. It's you can't say that." <laughs> and like somehow, like I, I thought the best thing to do would be to uh, challenge them to prove how tough I was by like challenging them to kick me in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like as the guy was like winding up to do that. I realized this was a fucking terrible decision. I shouldn't have done this. How do I freak this guy out right now? And I smashed my own head into a brick wall, and blood started pouring down my face. <laughs> and the guys just stopped what they were doing and stared at me, and I, I got a handful of my blood, and I slapped the guy, and then ran away. <laughs> oh, fuck! All of which is to say that, like, at, immediately after that happened, I uh, walked into an eight, uh, to a Seven Eleven. Bought a frozen pizza, walked over to my friend's house where I was sleeping on the couch, put the pizza in the oven, fell asleep, woke up 30 minutes later covered in blood with, like, smoke filling the apartment because I left the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I tried Christ. To eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta. If all that awful stuff happens, you gotta at least try to, like, get the silver lining out of the charred pizza puck. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, it was fucking it was it was a frisbee. Some <laughs> some people are about that life. I feel like you're about that life. Yeah, this, Roy Roy's bringing some zesty energy right now. Oh yeah, particularly with you saying that you smacked your head on a wall to like freak out these. Uh, I don't know if attackers is the right word since you drunkly told them to kick you in the dick. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely instigated part of it. Your your participants, I I, I guess our, our buddy in college did the same shit. Like we 
some guy was trying to come at us once and he just started punching himself in the head and screamed at the dude. And the guy was like, what are you doing? And like walked off like concerned looking. It works, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, if there are any like teens listening to this, uh, that is my advice. Like if you're worried about getting into a fight, just freak them out. Piss yourself. It's fine. I like it. Yeah. They're not going to fight the piss guy. Well, Rory, from besides, uh, you know, offering your your penis for for punting. Oh, nailed that fucking alliteration. Oh, uh, besides besides that, I mean, I, I found you from uh, your your cartoons on uh, Instagram uh, through the Street Fight guys. So, I guess two things. How how'd you kind of get involved? Well, let's start from the beginning here. I guess what. Uh, you want to kind of like describe your work and kind of just kind of summarize for the for the folks at home uh, what what you do. Uh, I draw web comics. That is the very short version of it. Uh, the if you want like the most salient detail of this whole thing, I draw usually four panel comic strips five days a week, and I've been doing that for. All right. It started, like, doing it off and on, like, a decade ago, but I, I wouldn't recommend, like, going back and looking at anything I did that long ago because I didn't really know how to draw. <laughs> um, not that I said or did anything that's, like, so transgressive that I, I would have to apologize for it now. It's just, it sucked. Um, I, I feel that. Yeah, I, I, I'm a cartoonist. I also make zines. That's what I'm doing right now. If you guys, if the, the listeners at home want some ASMR, I'm folding pieces of paper right now. Oh, yeah. Do you have any uh, uh, bars of soap that you can cut up into the microphone while you're doing that? I don't know if I can do both at the same time. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I make comics. Um, it's hard to... I, that Describing the work itself would be, I think, the hardest part, because it kind of varies on a day-to-day basis, but, like... By and large, a lot of what I do is kind of just stream of consciousness stuff. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes there's discernible jokes, and sometimes it's just like a thing that I'm thinking about and that I'm thinking through. That uh, more off, more than anything, is just kind of meant to be alienating to look at. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> the word for it. Like I, I was read, I was looking at some of your comics earlier, and I would read it, and I would just like be like unsettled. <laughs> like I would just be like, oh, I don't feel comfortable in my bones right now this is good yeah, that's, that's kind of the point <laughs> nice I, word. I i really honestly want people to feel uncomfortable but for reasons why they can't really explain yes. necessarily yes I that's think it that's i think that's a good thing to do i think it's it it can be essentially revelatory for people to have moments of just feeling disassociated from themselves yeah <laughs> for those who uh, don't have the luxury of experiencing that uh on a daily basis like some of us <laughs> i yeah. uh I, I i really appreciate that style i was trying to kind of put into words uh how to how to describe your stuff you know because it's an audio show how do you really talk about uh visual mediums as easily here like the two things that come to mind for me with your stuff uh, if you're familiar with like Ralph Steadman, the artist he used to work with uh, Hunter S. Thompson, yeah, his his whole thing was like exaggerating these negative characteristics of people, so they become like these demonic, just horrifyingly unsettling things to look at. And it's I wouldn't say it's like exactly that, but it's in that vein of just unsettling, like yeah, like y'all were great. saying. 
And I'd say too, it it, it just it's got a punk rock aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I dress like Bart Simpson, as like I was saying before the show. I'm not going to give any explanation for that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know anything about punk stuff, but it, but that's what it, that's what it feels like to me. You know, I, I'm kind of smart. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like a lot of my reference points, things that I, I really drew from, especially when I was trying to figure out like what my drawings were supposed to look like. Was looking at like underground and alternative comics, and looking at like old punk show flyers and album art for like old punk bands uh which that's like partially an intentional embrace of a specific aesthetic and partially also just that like that's kind of just like what i grew up in and not just like as a teen i I started listening to angry music like literally i have my i can see my record collection from over there and a chunk of big chunk of it is like stuff that i got from my parents because they gave me their records after they split up and, like, my dad has a copy, or had, and gave me a copy of, like, the One Minor Threat album that he bought directly from them. I have, like, they, my parents were punks, and, like, that's just kind of the aesthetic and sensibility that I've, I've grown up around. It makes sense. That's a, that's a cool one to be growing up with, for sure. I got Catholicism aesthetic, and that's not that's not as hip. <laughs> I grew up not at the a, fucking not, not Renaissance cool. Festival. That's definitely not. That's as cool. rad, though, dude. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking sick. You're a fucking king when you're like three. Who, who can claim this? <laughs> I mean, Catholicism seems kind of cool. I guess. Uh, I lived in El Paso for a long time, so like a lot of my friends uh, were Catholics. Seems like they've got a, a fun thing going. I yeah. don't understand it. <laughs> Me neither, and I grew up in it. I've I've been to church a billion times, and it's just that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's historical. Like it's very, it's got long roots, you know, back in time, and uh, a lot of horrible things in those roots. Yeah, but also like the cool hat and the and the ceiling paintings, you know. So it's a mixed bag. Yeah. But, but, uh, I mean, like, practically, I don't understand it. Like, I went to Catholic Mass once when I was in college because they were offering, like, free spaghetti lunch. And, like... <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> I've been to other other religious services that, like, I could kind of follow. I, I could even kind of understand what was going on during the, like, Jewish services that I've been to. But, like, what? there's so much sitting and standing and then sitting and then saying shit. Yeah, it's that's actually uh, a lot of Catholicism. People always bring up suffering, and the sitting, standing, and kneeling uh, is meant to bring to mind the the extremely uh, brutal workout regimen that Jesus used to get ripped like that before he got up on the cross. So that mystery is, is unraveled, and hopefully, you appreciate your newfound understanding of uh, of Catholic culture. But my yeah, question, I, I jumped ahead on by accident at the beginning. But I, like I like I was saying, I, I found your uh, your work through Street Fight, and mm-hmm. you said you you did the logo for uh, Podnam. How, mm-hmm. How'd you uh, how'd you end up meeting those guys? I just kind of started uh, with the Street Fight guys. I just kind of started talking to them online because uh, they're friends with one of my my friends, and I just was like when I started using Twitter. 
I just started talking to people that he was talking to, and they started replying to me. Um, They'll do that. that, They're, like, cool about just chatting on, like, Twitter DMs and stuff. Yeah, they're extremely nice. I I did a tour poster for them also uh, last fall. Hell yeah. They came through Texas for, like, a week. Oh, red. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun set of dates. Other than I, I think I heard from them. I think they've said this publicly that like they had really bad problems with every venue on the entire tour. I remember them talking about that. I didn't remember where that where that was. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Did you did you like meet them and all that? Yeah, I I went to the show that they did in Austin, and then at the end of that same week, um, I worked. I performed on a bill that they were on uh with the wrestling group that i sort of involved with uh party world wrestling which is a whole other thing <laughs> that's kind of complicated to explain but uh yeah so like the way that i know i know or even knew who they were was because of uh the mc for that my my friend tim faust uh if you know who that is name sounds familiar he is a guy, like, his main thing is doing big public ag- advocacy for single-payer health care. Fuck yeah. And then also on the side, occasionally uh, comes to Austin, Texas and puts on corpse paint and does wrestling announcing for a wrestling show that's in a brewery off our, like, really far north. <laughs> Damn, that, that's a fucking rad thing to be into. Is it, I mean, is it, is it... Is it wrestling in the sense of, like, can be a gym? Well, what Greco-Roman. Like, college. Fucking... Like, college-type wrestling? Or is this, like, full-on, like, theatrical WWE-type stuff? Uh, that, but more so. Like, there's puppets. <laughs> I'm going to take a <laughs> stab. Yeah. I'm going to... So, that, so in wrestling, there's the concept of the heel and the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. a man who is willing to tell frat boys to kick him in the penis is a heel. You play a heel. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I, <laughs> usually people like me. Usually people cheer for me. I got a lot of people really mad at me at a sh- at the Halloween show last year because the angle that I was in was that the guy that I was uh, wrestling against had gotten really into anime, and I was trying to convince him that like he needed to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> But the audience disagreed with even the notion of like being moderate about anime. And Damn! Got really mad at me. The and fucking booing me. The fucking anime fetayin was in the audience that night. Yeah, they kept booing me. I, I fucking broke my hand during that. Oh fuck! Like literally, I I took a, a prop spot wrong, and like it just like I could feel my third metacarpal just like collapsing. Ugh. And people were still booing me, and I didn't want, I didn't stop the match either. <laughs> Fuck yeah. With people booing God me damn. with absolutely no idea how much pain I was in. <laughs> That's, that is an insane <laughs> moment to live in. <laughs> like, my fucking bones are dissolving in my hand. <laughs> and there's people all for screaming. The crime of, oh. All for the crime of being an anime moderate. Yeah. You know? Not even being like, hey, anime sucks, just being like, Maybe don't run down the hall with your arms hanging behind you. Yeah. That's a little too much. Maybe <laughs> cut back on, like, harem anime specifically. It's a little bit creepy. 
Why, why not try Lupin the Third? It's great. Rewatch Bebop. You know. Yeah. One Piece is pretty all right. I ooh King King of the Hill. King the of the Hill is, is the ultimate anime. I love I got, that. I love that. There's literally dubs versus subs conversations in Japan about American animation. I love that. What? Is there? You hadn't heard that? Like I've, I've. It, this may just be an elaborate prank on my ass, but like it is my understanding that in Japan there are people that watch American animation like The Simpsons and King of the Hill, and they have heated discussions about whether subs or dubs are the superior format for watching that. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, I want to know. I want this to be true, and I, I just yeah, choose I, to live in that reality where that is a thing that's true. I just, I'm, I'm just picturing they're arguing over, like, Family Guy, and they're like, <laughs> fucking dubs misses out on the nuances of the writing and delivery of the lines! <laughs> Ah, and, and, and that dubbed. I really drunk at a part a New Year's party like five or six years ago, where I had, I had pink eye and I was just sitting in a corner <laughs> trying to not focus on anything because of how bright everything was, <laughs> and like overhearing like ten minutes straight of a conversation about like how King of the Hill uh manifests like japanese sitcom tropes and i've never been able to figure out like what the rationale was or how any of it worked out other than just something about like hank hill forming a pyramid between bobby and cotton like if you line (laughs) them up generationally there's a, a triangle form okay oh in terms of height because because fucking uh yeah grandpa's got no shins yeah, but I also have no idea like how that relates to Japanese culture. <laughs> but somebody was very insistent about it. It's pretty cool though when when, when I'm thinking about it. Right, we we have a traditional question for guests on this show uh, on account of it's it's a dating and relationship show. Uh, and I'm putting you a little bit on the spot. Usually we know the guests let the guests know beforehand, and I forgot to do that. So nice. I'm throwing you on the spot. If you got to pause or something, it's cool. Uh, our, our, our question that we always ask guests is, uh, what, what, what's kind of the most embarrassing date, uh, or relationship experience you've had? Just some shit where you were like, damn, I whiffed that or what the fuck am I doing? That, that sort of thing. God. Uh, I actually did know that you were going to ask that question just because I listened to the show earlier. Uh, but I'm I'm still thinking about it a little bit. Like, I I have a broad answer and a general answer that might actually be, like, too fucked up to, like, put in the show. (laughs) 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 And not, not even in, like, a super edgy way, just, like, in a, uh, that sucks way. Sure. Somebody set me up on a date once in college, and I, I... couldn't think of anything else to do, so I asked them if they wanted to like go see a, a midnight exploitation film with me. Mm. And the film that we ended up going to see, uh, Black Caesar, uh, has a sexual assault scene in it where the protagonist. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's the not funny answer. Let's just skip past. That, <laughs> <laughs> that does suck. Though. That's such that a rough just time. like that was the end of the date right there. <laughs> 
I had that on our, possibly the first date I ever went on. I, I was like in middle school. So this was incredibly low stakes. Now I was a freshman in high school. And I, I was like, okay, people go on dates to see movies. And I took the gal to see 300 because shit's sick, dude. She's going to love this. Oh, boy. And after 10 minutes, she's just like, I don't like this and left. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, just I agree with on. her. In retrospect, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. I, uh, so I'm like a big uh, Daft Punk guy. I love Daft Punk very much. And I learned that um, Tim Bangalter from Daft Punk did the soundtrack for a film. The film is called Irreversible. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, my, my long-distance girlfriend was in from out of town, and I had, like, gotten it from, uh, it was, oh, what was it? It was Blockbuster.com still existed for a while, and you could, like, rent DVDs from Blockbuster, and I had, like, a free trial. And I got irreversible, and I was like, hey, you remember that Daft Punk album I showed you? And she's like, yeah, that was okay. Like, well, one of the guys did the soundtrack for this movie. And she goes, okay, sick. And we're watching this fucking movie with a (laughs) seven-minute-long, unbroken rape scene in it. Jesus. And uh, And just, like, the nauseating music and all that, too. Yeah, like, I was, like, there's a couple of just, like, club bangers on there, but, like, mostly it's just, like, a a horror soundtrack, right? Yeah. so like for like a solid forty five minutes after the rape scene, we're just clinging to each other, watching it like fucking quivering in pain and horror. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Take take your next date to see I spit on your grave. <laughs> uh, God. Now the 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 I guess better answer would be every like internet date I've ever been on. None of them were like super fucked up or anything. Just like it, it's never. I've never like when I was still looking for a partner. Uh, no date that I ever went on from like OkCupid or, or Tinder or whatever like ever went past like a first date where I like curtly shook their hand afterwards and mm. left. Mm. Yeah, just the just the uh, kind of dates. I feel that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it. It also, yeah. No, like the only people I've ever I've ever dated are people where like it's happened organically, out of just being friends with them first. If you're like going to a bar specifically to meet somebody, like there's just a certain level of expectation that like it's just going to make you feel weird and nervous <laughs> the whole time. Oh yeah, because because it's just. I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty confident person, and I get fucking shook by that shit. Yeah, yeah. When you have like nothing to go on, like in movies and and shit, when people are like, "I'm gonna go to the bar and like go hit on the girls," I was always like, "I don't want to." Somebody's sitting in a bar. I don't want to walk up and be like, "Hey, you've never seen me before. You want to talk about things?" Because like I'm kind of introverted at the same time, and that would wig me out sometimes. Yeah. And then I get two in my head. I'm like, "Well." I don't, maybe it could be cool, but like also I don't want to wig this person out. <laughs> I feel like the the missing element there is understanding, or maybe uh, just assuming, perhaps incorrectly, that uh, anybody at the bar by their lonesome is also trying to fuck. Like come come to yeah. it from that angle, right? And so it's like, hello, you clearly would like to have sex with someone tonight. I would like to have sex with someone tonight. Let's have a conversation and hope that that's a prelude to us having sex with each other. <laughs> I mean, that seems to work for, like, a lot of people. I just, like, I can't, I could never get my head around it. Yeah, me neither. Never pull it's that just, shit uh, off. You, I, you, 
I'm, if I have an event, if, if something happens and the conversation comes up naturally about that, then I'm good. But if it's like, you gotta sit there, you gotta come up with something, then I don't, I don't know what to come up. I'll like say hey and talk to somebody a little bit and see if anything happens, but I don't know. It always, it's always just a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, shit. Good. Uh, we, we appreciate you sharing the answers, even even the first one, which is a rough situation. But I, I think lots of people have, have been there, unfortunately. But uh, are you are you ready to help us answer uh, some other folks' questions? Uh, yeah. Because Arthur has, has found some pearls uh, diving among Reddit, and we've got some good stuff in the question box. So uh, let's get to it. Question number one. I'm not going to number the rest of them either. I don't know why I put a number on it. My <laughs> penis is a them. rainbow. We literally have never. My penis is a rainbow. <laughs> I'm just worrying about sex and all given the nature of my penis. So my penis basically bends like a rainbow. It comes oh. up a bit and then down. I don't know how it's going to work. There's no pain or anything, but I don't know if certain positions will still work and if girls would make a big deal out of it. That was posted by... Tony Tone Eight. Does this okay. man? Yeah. Does this man have anything to worry about at all? Yeah. I mean, so I. I don't know. First, first and foremost, I feel kind of misled. Like my first instinct hearing the title of it was that it was going to be like <laughs> some sort of vagina monologue sort of thing. Yeah. Like or and then like that subsided to thinking that maybe they had like a bunch of different VD simultaneously. Oh no! <laughs> Those are the sort of things I think of when I hear "my penis is a rainbow," not "my penis is kind of curved." Yeah, the shape that's... is the last thing I went to. I was thinking colorful. Yeah, that's so... a lot more fun. This is yeah. just normal. That's yeah, that's normal. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, I actually think... want to like tell this person that is completely fine, unless it's like at a right angle. Probably it's not going to matter at all. Like. Right. Most vibrators I've seen are also bent. That's true. Yeah, the, Presumably the women like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the curve can be good sometimes. Although the down like a rainbow, like up and over kind of rainbow. I can I can see that being like a little bit uncomfortable. It kind of depends on the degree of things, I'd imagine. Because uh, I think most people got some kind of kink in their dick. Now or it's like angled a little weird. Yeah, that's just kind of how it is, and and sometimes they're gonna be curvy, uh, and sometimes they're not. And but again, like that's that's totally fine. If this is like aggressive, if you're talking like the Lucky Charms rainbow marshmallow, or at the end <laughs> the ends are parallel, and so you've got like a horseshoe of a penis, then it's like not gonna. How are you gonna get in there? Like start behind and like kind of rotate around into them. I don't know, but like if, unless it's a physical impediment like that. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to be like, damn, I fucking hate rainbows, so I want nothing to do with your curvy dick. <laughs> I'm extremely, I'm extremely anti-gay. Not, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just, that's one of those things people get uncomfortable about because, it. I mean, it's a thing that for most of, you know, the beginning of your life. And for the most part, like people aren't really seeing your dick a whole lot, except for you. And certainly nobody's like speculating on, on the normality of its, of its curvatures and all that. 
It's just because you're spending time with it. And for the same reason, you don't have a lot of dicks to compare it to, you know, or maybe you feel awkward asking your buddy like, yo, does your dick go up and then down? Because, you know, it is a little, it's uncomfortable to talk about. The Especially, line, you know, when you're younger. And I suspect this person is is, yeah, is younger. I, I would, I immediately assumed that they're like maybe 14 or 15 yeah. or something, somewhere in that area. And they might have seen porn, they might have seen porn where, you know, dicks definitely don't look like normal average human penises. True. They grow those in a laboratory. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But yeah, I don't know if this if this person who's listening ever uh, hears this particular if this person who asked that questions ever uh, hears this, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Take it from me, a person with a curved dick. You're fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, the the assembled penis havers here. What is what's so what's your what's your angle? I go I go straight most of the way. I get about halfway, and then I get a little left. I go a little to the left. Uh, I'm off left. Up and like up and to the left, which is kind okay. of a straight Back line. Into the left, yeah. And what's going like going upwards, <clears throat> but then also to the left a little bit, just like a beam. And it's kind of at an angle. So if you were to take a front, it'd be like a cartoon character where the front they're two dimensional, but it kind of looks like they're from the side. Like that's what my cock doing. It's just you know photogenic in in, in that way. Well, Arthur, you got a curvy dick. You said I do. Yeah, I go I go a little to the left. I hit I hit yeah. them at the midpoint. Yeah. So we're three for three on yeah. curvy dicks. Yeah. Yeah. And also all three for three on the left. That's yeah. That's right. I hope hope I hope uh <laughs> Tony hears uh banana penis is also a socialist penis. But regardless <laughs> of the angle of your curvature, you're you're cool, bro. You're you're all good. Don't be don't be self conscious about it. And if it this. is extreme enough that you experience physical pain, I pretty sure the doctors can actually fix that yeah yeah and probably would have noticed like if it's in a really extreme i feel like that's something that would be brought up but if it's not something that's come up and it is like that definitely like bring it up with your doctor there you go are you all ready for this next one this one yeah this one right here oh my god thank you reddit Number two thank you reddit for number two (laughs) writing erotica of sex experiences with partner and sharing it with them using an alt account because friends i know friends know i read it okay my boyfriend m35 and i f26 have been together nine months and have an amazing sex life like seriously this man pleases me in ways i've never experienced before and has told me the same is true for him we are going to be long distance for about six weeks soon and i'm thinking of ways to keep him horny for me from afar lol my question I enjoy reading erotica a ton, and with that in mind, I have written accounts of some of our recent bedroom experiences. I wrote them for myself initially, in the style of erotica I like reading, because I thought it would be fun to get off to things he and I have done together. However, now I'm thinking of sharing them with him. I was a little more graphic in the writings than I normally am in sex, and mentioned things he did that I enjoyed a lot. I'm nervous to share these explicit writings with him in case he thinks it's weird or feels uncomfortable that I have those experiences written down. I will not be sharing them with anyone else, and they are private, but I don't want him to feel like his privacy has been breached. Should I give him these writings before he leaves so he can read them and we can talk about his reaction before he leaves, or save it for a surprise once we are separated? Also curious to hear if anyone else has written erotica of them and their partner's sex lives, and if so, how that went over with your partner. 
That was posted by a user. Wow. Mysterious Meat 77. Whoa. Spooky. Yeah. From out of the haunted uh, meat locker, it's Mysterious Meat 77. Yeah, I don't know. Leaving it or... Because or, the surprise would be, like, that's hot. But it's got to go well. And if it's awkward at all, then, like, you guys are separated for, what, six weeks? Yeah. With this, like, kind of awkward thing, you're going to have to deal with it separated? So, like, there's a risk there. I don't... I, I can't see him being, like, particularly put off by this it's not like you put it on fucking instagram like you wrote right. it you know you, you wrote a letter for him you're giving him the the note so i don't think it's like a privacy breach either it still is between you um I don't, what, what do you guys think on on before he leaves or or at the surprise though because that that's where i'm just like it, it's just it doesn't seem worth it for the surprise yeah no i, I would do that like before i mean well first off I, I don't think i would ever do this just because i'm i'm way too embarrassed as, as a person <laughs> in general i i have a hard enough time showing anybody my work that is not directly describing sexual encounters i've had i can't i i would be so fucking embarrassed to show that to anybody but if they're fine with it then like i, I think it's great i think it's great other than you know basically they just did amish phone sex <laughs> premeditated Amish phone sex yeah I mean I assume that's like what young Amish couples do when they're separated from each other it's just write really fucked up letters yeah before they go on room room spring room they spring got a girlfriend yeah. and they're like I've written down uh, all of the things I've imagined about you and you open the book and it's just like a look at your ankles Get a boner. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Amish. That might just be some stupid, ignorant shit. But I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> They're fine. They, I, I, uh, I take the train a lot. Like I, I, I hate flying. I take the train a lot. So I, I've, I've run into a lot of Amish people. They're fine. They're doing their thing. Yep. They're doing their thing. Uh, and we apologize but... to any Amish listeners to this podcast if we. <laughs> If they are listening, they're probably on Rumspring, so party on. <laughs> yeah, go get some. Um, R- RFTB, a favorite among the Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> I'm thinking that you gotta wait till, like, so you guys are gonna be apart for six weeks, right? I'm thinking you wait till week five, and you just drop this shit. Cause, and, like, you gotta keep that tension building. Like, you gotta keep... You know, in close contact with your partner, be talking about it, maybe getting talking about some sexy stuff, uh, and then drop this on him so that week five he's like, oh, oh, we did that. We're gonna do that again next week. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and then five weeks of calm just come firing out like an MG forty two. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think that's a good balance because you get the surprise aspect, mm-hmm. but you also like. I think, too, maybe leading up to that, you're talking on the phone or stuff, maybe get into some dirty talk, maybe, mm-hmm. like, just kind of propose this idea. Like, I've been, I think this is hot, I've been thinking about, you know, writing these experience like erotica and sending it, like, would you be into that? Or even just kind of hinting at it and try to get a read, and if he's into it, then send the letters like Arthur said, and that'll fucking go off like uh, like a horse on fire. <laughs> Horses also in, in, embedded in that um, something that like I think is honestly like one of the things that the the writer said in the letter was that they wrote a, and 
the le- or in uh, their stories stuff that like turned them on that they hadn't even told their boyfriend that they liked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should definitely be sharing that information. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe and, getting it this way could be incredibly hot. So it's like you know that yeah, the, the thing you did yeah. with your tongue. He goes like, "Oh fuck, I didn't even realize I did that. I'm gonna fucking yeah, try again harder." Exciting. <laughs> I so yeah, I think I think that kind of in between method is the best because you still get the surprise out of it because that is like a fucking hot surprise like to to give your partner. And it's tough to like find good things like that when you're when you're uh, you know far away from each other. Uh, so I think down in the middle like that and just kind of, you know, hint at it, bring up kind of this conceptually with him to try to get a read on it. I think he's probably going to be into it. Um, and yeah, and then if, if he is, send those letters like Arthur was talking about and he won't even have to get a flight back because he'll be re- he'll be propelled by uh, about six weeks of backup come. <laughs> There's rockets across the country. Pew. They're not contrails, they're cum trails, folks. That's my time. Enjoy your headliner. <laughs> Just make them into an advent calendar. A convent <laughs> calendar. There's something yeah. there. Have you get fucking sex toy like little little sex toys in the doors? That'd be cool. It's just there's just thirty butt plugs in a row. Red then green. <laughs> Many Christmas trees. You yeah, stylized. We have decided that stylized it. Christmas trees look exactly like butt plugs. They do. Yeah. Minimalist Christmas tree is a butt plug. Yeah, yeah, that that that's accurate. I don't even have a joke. That's just true. This is just a thing that's about <laughs> true about the world. Yeah. We're just out here throwing facts around, and uh, I don't have any transition. But here's the question box. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, us who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, us who? Yeah, folks, new listeners and uh, retrograde amnesiac listeners too, I think I got the right one of those. Uh, you can, if you don't know how or you don't know what this is, this is the segment of the show when folks can send their questions in to us. We'll read and respond to them. Uh, sometimes we do it for the guests. Uh, if you got questions for them. Uh, but I forgot this time because I'm a fucking moron. But you can also send dating questions. And two people have done that this week. And uh, we will get to those. If you'd like to send a question in, uh, you can find the link to the question box in the bio on her Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. You can also find it on her website, Radio Free Tote Bag. Co. It's anonymous. Type the shit in the box and send it. That's about how easy it is. So, like I said, we got two questions, and uh, this is what we have first. <laughs> I have experienced this and have heard that many people have as well. Can you provide more thoughts on the correlation between porn and ED as well as porn and delayed ejaculation? So this is in response to what we were talking about. Was that last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. Death grip. Yeah, we we had a question uh, about the whole death grip syndrome with like having trouble coming from anything except for masturbation because you're gripping your shit too tight or maybe you're Mm -hmm. too in your head, that, that sort of thing. And uh, we're getting a lot of responses back of people or seeing on Reddit a lot of people talking about like how he needs to quit porn for like at least it was something crazy, like six months or something. Yeah. 
and all this very strange puritanical shit. And it got me fucking on a rant about no fappers and how I think that's a bunch of fucking nonsense. That's dumb and bad. But in a vacuum, I mean, there can be relationships between, like, correlations between these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, definitely, like, I, I know for a fact that, like, incidences of erectile dysfunction have been going up and stuff like that because, or, like, in the years since pornography became, like, super ubiquitous the way that it is now. Like, it was not like this 15, 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. Like, 10 years ago, you still probably had to, like, use a torrent site, probably. Mm. Tube sites were still pretty nascent. That's right. Uh, and, like, it, it definitely is a real thing. But there's also, like, a way easier solution than, like, I don't know, becoming a proud boy or whatever. Right. <laughs> just, just, like... Gavin McGinnis noted no fapper. Yeah. You can fix the problem if you just, like, buy a flashlight. Yeah. Ooh. Like, try to try to do more things where you're focusing on the feeling than on the visual stimulation. Uh, you know, you can masturbate just fine... Uh, by focusing on your own body and the way that it's responding rather than, you know, having your mirror neurons fire up watching other people fuck. That's a good suggestion with the flashlight, too. I didn't think about that last week because that's like a physical solution, too. You know, it prevents you from squeezing shit too hard. And we were talking about probably an intersection between, if you have that, an intersection between being so accustomed to that amount of pressure and being in control yourself as well as like the opposite of that with a partner where like there's an element, it's a two person job there, you Mm -hmm. know, and you have to, you got to be comfortable and it's a different sensation and headspace and everything. I feel like the fleshlight would be a good first step of addressing that sensation uh, or or what's coming from, you know, you you squeezing, squeezing your shit too hard uh, to get you more comfortable with that while you're still in control, you know, cause you're mm. operating the flashlight. It's, st- it's still just masturbating. I feel like that could be a good, maybe stepping stone, uh, you know, to being able to have uh, sex more, more successfully. Um, so I, I think that's good. If you've got like you a really bad case like, of that, get a flashlight. You don't even need to buy, like uh, this was a, a listener response or question, right? Yeah. So the person who asked this is definitely listening. Yeah, if you don't have one of those also, like, you don't even need to buy a name brand one. You can get, like, a, a off-brand thing for $20 on the internet or through, or at a sex store in town. It's not a difficult problem to solve. Yeah. Uh, if if you have a sex store, too, that you're comfortable with, that the people are cool, I don't know. I've known a few people who have worked in them and been to a couple where they're just very... I think this is the norm with good ones, but the ability just to be accepting, but also like super informative and just open about questions like that. Yeah. You could even explain, if you were comfortable with it, you could even explain this in that context. And they've probably seen shit like that before. Maybe you could even recommend something, but I, yeah, I, I think even like, like uh, Rory's saying, even a cheap one would work. So look into that. Uh, yeah. The people at the sex shop that, I go to occasionally in town are extremely nice and friendly and open to answering questions to the point that I feel kind of embarrassed talking to them. <laughs> I kind of miss the place I used to like go into when I was in college where like the guy behind the counter, whenever I went in there 
was like a super libertarian guy and was always standing at the counter <laughs> talking to somebody about the gold standard and would never interact with me. Jesus Christ. Uh. You're surrounded by fucking sex toys, dude. How the fuck is your mind on the gold standard? That's the way that those people are. It's very it's true. He it's probably found a pile of gold. <laughs> Permanently, permanently stuck to, to gold bar mode, unfortunately. <laughs> Pray for our, our libertarian um, fellow Earth residents. Next question. <laughs> I am dating someone who is more working class, and I don't really care. But whenever I make friends, there are PMC types that might be rude about my partner. Last night, we went to a housewarming party, and someone tried to make a joke about my partner being a pool boy, and I told them to basically shut the fuck up. Everyone else there was a programmer or a manager or some other yuppie type. I was so relieved my partner did not hear because he already felt bad being there. The issue is people treating him in a certain way causes him to be angry, and then he acts like kind of a dick, but how can I blame him? When people are rude to him or get annoyed that he's a dick... I feel defensive, or I cut them out of my life, but then I end up having no friends. I don't know what to do here. I wish my boyfriend would be less of a dick to other people outside of me in general, but I also wish other, more well-off people weren't such fucking shitheads. I don't want to ever break up with my boyfriend, but I would also like some friends. Maybe I'll just shoot myself into the sun. God. Fucking A, what do we think? I think they need new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm an incredibly working class person, and uh, I've got uh, you know rich homie Dono here from the from the programmer uh, sphere, and we get along Woo! just fine. Like you don't have to you don't have to be a fucking shithead, even if you have like a professional gig, you know. You don't have to be a dick to somebody just because you know they fucking work in retail or construction or whatever. You know, there's, there's no need to do that. Yeah, everybody's just fucking selling their body under this fucking system, and we're all trying to do what we can to get by. So, like, you know, <laughs> good for you. You landed a job that's a little more comfortable. You don't have to be a fucking shit about it. It's miserable, and it's unfortunate that that is a larger cultural problem uh, to a good extent with this question. You know, because all that shit, like the hating on lower class people quote unquote that that type of shit has to come from a place of fucking deep insecurity but these people you know who who cannot find themselves by themselves who who like can't be happy with themselves as a person and need our society's you know income number to be like I am good because I am this number like those people are fucked to begin with and I think that's a lot of that is just our society pushing people that money is the most important thing, and that's what determines your wealth as a person, or your your value as a person, when that, that's not the fucking case. On the other hand, though, he, he, the, him being a dick thing, though, and to the extent that you're losing friends, that's... It's troublesome. That's, all, that's worrying, yeah. It's troublesome. Uh, I did uh, tell somebody that they were part of the problem and then pass out in a bathroom at a party one time. So like, yeah. I totally, I totally Hell get, yeah. I get that impulse to be like, fuck you, you know, uh, I think that if he's able to have conversations about like fucking income inequality or like how, how fucked it is that like, you know, they're deriving their social status from their, from their work position, uh, 
I think basically give him more articulate ways to be a dick. Like give him ways that are going to be a little more well received, perhaps, or at least uh, be sicker burns than like you know eat my dick, rich boy. Mm, right. Also, just just uh, I, I I'd be very curious on the details of these people that you've cut out of your life. If these are people who were being condescending to him about income, then like seems like a good option to yeah. me. That's like such you can't really change that. And it's such a massive problem. It's not something you can just kind of address yourself. So I don't think that's a bad move in that case. But if it's a situation where your boyfriend's just more on the irritable side and is just kind of quick to anger, and it might be justified. I mean, it sounds like it's understandable if he's dealing with this. Like, that's a fucking hard thing to deal with. I, I understand being frustrated by that. But at the same time, you, that doesn't fully excuse you if you're being a dick to people who, like, just kind of rubbed you the wrong way. Do you know yeah. what? I, like you can't just yeah. go guns blazing in every case. I understand it when people are, are calling you a pool boy or whatever the fuck that's supposed to fucking mean is a joke or something. Uh, but I, I just be curious about the situation with the, with the friends you've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to go with get, get new friends. Yeah. Get new friends or tell your old friends to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It, I mean, definitely, yeah, like, snapping at people like that, maybe not great, but also, there's just, there's no reason to make fun of somebody for having less money. That's just shitty. Yeah, definitely not. extremely shitty behavior. Uh, yeah, don't be and, associating with squids like that. They're no fun. Yeah, don't, tell them to, tell them to knock it off. Tell them to knock it off, or, I don't know, uh, get really into Magic the Gathering or something. Yeah. Make some friends that way. <laughs> yeah. have a friend group that's in general I would say this is a really good piece of advice don't have just friends who are, who are at your job right that's that sucks I've <laughs> hated a lot of my coworkers more than I ha- I've hung out with coworkers of mine that's true yeah I mean because it, it, it can be fucking hard to meet people too outside of like especially out of you know school it can it can be hard to meet people and then it's just kind of like Jobs the equivalent, but yeah, a lot of your fellow jobbies are gonna likely be kind of shitty, uh, and potentially, you know, shitty, shitty yuppies like this. Um, so I, I definitely agree. If you're, if the friends in the past who did this have been like that, you're making the right call moving around, away from those people. Like you, you don't owe them anything, and that says a lot about somebody's character. So I agree on the look for other friends, but also just. Your boyfriend's clearly dealing with some insecurity, which sucks. I would just try to reassure him there, especially of his value as a person, like not having anything to do with your fucking income. And, uh, you know, just, just asking him to, to try to, um, I, I think just getting it out there may, might take some of the burden off him is what I'm saying. Just anything you can do to kind of mitigate the pressure on him. And... Uh, this is this is all assuming he's just being a dick in justified situations. But again, if it's in cases where it's like, what are you doing? You're just being a dick to be a dick. Th- that's when I would see a potential problem. And th- that's something I would bring up and try to talk about, too. So I, I think a lot of this kind of depends on the specifics. But it, it, in general, TLDR, find, find new friends. Talk with boyfriend about this. Try to get to the root of things. Mm-hmm. 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 You want to hear well, Joe? You, you want to hear? You want to hear Joe Biden's advice for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell me. 
listen here, Mac. You're going to have to get a better job if you want people to have any kind of respect for you. God damn it. And then you and then you whip all these yuppies with a chain. <laughs> <laughs> that you always carry around with you. Yeah. You got to start every Found little back behind the washing basin. That if, was, if, if Trump and Biden like actually have a face-to-face debate, like do you think Joe Biden's going to like snap and start trying to do street fighting moves? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope he does. I hope he does street fighting moves like from Street Fighter and fucking like blasts across the stage and does a psycho crusher, or tries oh. to like stretch his arms really far. Yeah, and then just starts punching a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing he whips out a straight weight razor and starts snapping into the microphone. I feel like that'd be his intimidation technique. I'm gonna say it right, right. now. No debates. There's not gonna be any fucking debates. They're not I, gonna do I don't it. Think so. think, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean. Definitely that thing that Nancy Pelosi said really didn't she like say they shouldn't have have a debate to like not platform Donald Trump or something? <laughs> He's the fucking president. <laughs> yeah, you can't no platform the fucking president. <laughs> We're so fucked. The opposition yeah. is fucked. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, that that is the most dread I, I felt this entire election cycle. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. It's just, it's the, it's the worst people in the world fighting with each other and that would be hilarious except for they're like destroying everything in a process. Yep. It's yeah, still, I mean, still kind of funny. They hold sway over saying, my health care. <laughs> what I've been saying, and I, I really do genuinely stand by this, is like you really shouldn't worry about if Joe Biden wins or if Donald Trump wins, because, you, you know, like, even if you don't want to admit it, deep down, you you know, whoever wins this election is going to get shot. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious about that. Like, Spe- I, I, <laughs> Speaking of presidents getting shot, I want to reference some of your work. I'm, I'm 100% buying the shirt with the fucking werewolf Duncan Reagan's head that says you miss 100% of the yes. shots you don't yeah. take. Yes. I actually stopped taking pre-orders for that. I'm sorry. If I find Damn an it. extra one laying around, I'll, I'll mail it to you. That's fucking right. Uh, you, yeah, you, that... you missed it. Sorry. Shit. God, God, I want that so bad. It. We're gonna put more stats into our cool, our cool uh, uh, bonuses, so we can find stuff earlier. That's right. That was uh, that was a video game reference, folks. <laughs> do we role-playing uh, do... game, perhaps? Do we want to do one more before we get out of here? I am down. Rory, you got time? Yeah. I, I'm right, still right. folding shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it the entire time. Impress- it's not even coming through. This is impressive. Multitasking. Yeah. Got a bone file. I'm very good at doing this discreetly. I've got a whole system. Uh, people don't know this about, you know, you know when... when when people think about like what the idea of being an artist and abstract, you think about you know being a cool bohemian who smokes cigarettes and goes to weird sex parties and like you just lay about all day and then suddenly the art happens. No, you you spend most of your time like just folding pieces of paper, <laughs> the looking at like different printer settings, figuring out postage for stuff. Sexy. It's a weird <laughs> art, uh, office job. most of the time and then you get really drunk but like by yourself (laughs) that's that was my experience uh up until recently a lot of getting drunk by myself doing podcasting (laughs) 
rules. I, I I haven't drank anything today, but like I I I'm thinking about it. Yeah, go for it, man. Like uh, a lot of the time. So like the first hundred and what fourteen episodes of this program, I did drunk as shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> and then I I actually I, I quit drinking like a little over a month ago. Oh, sick! Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, for any for any new listeners who want a point of comparison. Bring yourself to episode, I think, number 32, whatever our first <laughs> Halloween episode is, where Arthur drinks 12 beers and we record immediately Ooh. after he got dumped. Yeah. That is, yeah. that oh, is my all-time fuck. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go listen to that one as soon as this is over. It's very good. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I do yell, I'm in hell, a number of times. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dead sober, too, and I'm just trying to keep the fucking show together. <laughs> Oh, that is it's a, brutal. Uh, it's a fucking Check it energy. out, folks. I, yeah, it's always on. the one I tell people to listen to. You listen to that one. It's and also, good. audience members, sobriety is great. Yep. If you feel like that's a thing you need to do. Yeah. Uh, my, my best friend is sober. Uh, it has turned his life around. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like there's like a fucking future for me in a way that I didn't a month ago. Oh, like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like, oh, I can. There are things I can do. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. yeah Fucking hey, man. You know, I just have a month? drink every now and again. See, I wish I could just have a drink every now and again. That seems like that would be pretty uh, fun. But I have a tendency to like, I'll have a drink. I'll have another drink. It's yeah. tu- it's Tuesday. I have work at 10 a.m. I'll have another drink. And then just yeah, wake up that, early as shit. That happens. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Uh, you know what else you love to hear? What's that? This next question. <laughs> ah, number four. Forgot my number bit. I only got two. God damn it. Is it, uh, is it, in quotes here, rude to think your GF has amazing breasts? Mine is mad at me no. for saying so. Those are two, no. diff- those are two different things. We're going to tease this out. Uh, me and my GF were talking one night and we and, uh, just were casually talking about sex stuff. It's no secret between her and I that I like curvy women, which uh, she is kind of curvy. But I admitted to her, yay, I think she has literally the best chest in the world. She is my girl, and her breasts are like instant happiness to me, better than anyone else's. And not just because she's my GF, but she genuinely has a great figure, and her weight has spread out across her whole body, giving her a very nice voluptuous shape, and her snug, what is it? Her snuggling up to me at night makes me super happier than anything else. Uh, Especially when she takes her shirt off. (laughs) I genuinely think her body is amazing. I landed my dream girl, really. I thought it was a super high praise. She got mad at me for sexually objectifying her, which is not what I meant. Did I fuck up, or is she being ridiculous? Posted by Adrian9669. Ooh. I don't think uh, I don't think rude is is the right word, <clears throat> and that's also because I don't I don't think this is like a universally, you know, yes or no thing. You know, this right. is this is very specific yeah. to like this situation and your partner here, and you know, sometimes stuff like this, even if it's coming from a good place, uh, if if you're with somebody who you know has some insecurity about their body or maybe has had some yeah. in the past and it's something to deal with. Even saying something nice like that, sometimes that could come off of, it, you know, maybe an anxiety comes up of you're trying to mock them or you're commenting on them. But, like, regardless of kind of what way you spin it, like, just being taken negatively 
even if that wasn't your intention. So the kind of this is a miscommunication more than anyone has done anything wrong, but you gotta you gotta you know talk to her about this and understand what happened and how you can you know avoid that and, and support her, uh, as opposed to you know calling her ridiculous. Like yeah. you gotta come at this open minded. She's not doing anything wrong, you know. She's just something something upset her yeah. there, and just figure out what it is so you can not do it. I mean, if if the person doesn't like being commented on like that, I think that's fairly reasonable. I said no, like, during the question, because I think, like, in abstract, complimenting your partner's body is probably okay. Right. Unless For they sure. expressly don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, it stops <laughs> being okay immediately. I think this this person has set up at least two false dichotomies that I can identify. So, it says, is it rude to think your GF has amazing breasts? Mine is mad at me for saying so. It is oh, definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not fucked up for you to be like, oh fuck, I love my girlfriend's tits. They're so great. I want them on my face all the time, all day. I'm gonna wear them like a mask. Uh, but to say like, oh, like, and it's also in like the way he said it, uh, and the fact that he's he seems very interested in the distribution of the fat on her body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is a good note to pick up. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I I think he was get, probably... It does get objectifying in the he, description. Yeah, he was probably really shitty about it. And then uh, the other dichotomy that's all weird uh, is she got mad at me for objectifying her. Did I fuck up or is she being ridiculous? It is possible for both and neither to exist. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Th- this makes me think, uh, and also the lack of age, I feel like I'm seeing a trend with that, that that tends to be younger people. Right. I I mean, I would also just hope that this is a younger person because another part of this, you're like focus specific. She said, you know, she got mad at me for sexually objectifying her, which is not what I meant. But like, that's not necessarily the whole story there that she just yeah, doesn't, I- you know, considers that sexual objectification. Like it's it's very possible that, like I said, she's got a lot of insecurities and stuff that's very nuanced. And if you're. You know, in a moment where you're having fucking bad feelings about that, and somebody's like, why are you mad? You're not going to be like coherently, oh, yeah, well, I have insecurity for these reasons, and it just mm-hmm. bothers you. know what I mean? You're just going to be yeah. like that. Uh, fuck that. Don't do that, you know? Yeah. So it's not, you, you can't be like, does this qualify as sexually objectifying? Because it's not the fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, like, I bouncing off of that, I want to know, like, how the per- they said it to their girl friend i mean really i want i want to know like because like that the, their their partner feels objectified that sucks i want to know like did they say like i oh i think you have a really nice body or did they say hey you got nice tits hangers alert and then your bow tie starts spinning and you just like stick your face down there <laughs> your your fucking milkers give me such a fucking boner. Like, yeah. <laughs> why is she mad? Why isn't she appreciating my super high praise? <laughs> I yeah, did I- like five minutes of a Jerry Lewis routine about a doctor who got re- who saw really <laughs> hot breasts. <laughs> why doesn't she like it? Yeah, I, I don't want to know how this person phrased this. I want to know how badly they phrased it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's on that spectrum yeah. somewhere. And I want to know. I feel like Fuck. maybe maybe as like a general rule, like 
only if the breasts are being talked about like if there's if there is an active participation of the owner of the breasts in the conversation about the breasts should the breasts even come up you know what i mean why are you talking about her tits like out of nowhere like you're talking about sex stuff maybe like you know like the experiences that you've had together and suddenly you're just like this part of you is a good part yeah hey you're aware of your body now how's that sound (laughs) you are now manually breathing (laughs) yeah it's that type of fucking shit yeah and i could totally see that fucking triggering some anxiety or or bad feelings so fucking a yeah don't don't be throwing stuff just randomly out there like that and i don't know if you're younger and you just don't fucking understand or just missing some of the nuance here just like I don't know. My golden rule on this shit is just give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Like, uh, kind of uh, just assume that, you know, she was upset by something there and she's got a reason for it. Not that she's being ridiculous. She's just a person who's ridiculous. She's crazy, folks. (laughs) I called her. I said she had the milkiest hangers of this side of the Milky Way. And she said I was sexually objecting her. That's ridiculous. Goofy stuff. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. Get some Get your shit together, Adrian. Yeah, I. but for fucking both you and your partner's sakes, I, I hope you kind of sort this out and are able to talk through this together and learn something from it. And hopefully, you know, both of you get more comfortable in this. Uh, or you say something else fucking stupid and upset her, and, you know, then she doesn't have to deal with your dumb ass. True ass. Well, folks, I think we're coming up on the end of the program. <laughs> we are... Thank you, Roy, for coming on. You've been yeah. fucking great to talk to. Yeah, yeah. anytime. I'll give you one of those. The audience anytime, is, it's an upside-down standing ovation. We've never seen anything like this. <laughs> I can answer all sorts of questions. <laughs> well, you do you... Get, you should get my mom instead of me, though. What if we uh, got your mom? wife. And only introduced her. Like, this week we are joined by Rory Blank's mom. Yeah, yeah, she'd like that. Yeah, she's a midwife. She can answer all kinds of sex questions. Oh fuck yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, that's actually yeah. that's actually fascinating. We should get a doula or a midwife on this on this program. You absolutely yeah. should. Someone with uh, actual medical expertise, you know, <laughs> that'd be great. Arthur and I got like a doctorate between us, but I want one person with a whole doctorate to themselves. <laughs> or I don't even know what the fucking degrees are. The medical degrees, the things that let you fix people and not make them die. Rory, Rory uh, what do you have coming up? It's fucking COVID times, so I assume you don't have like a like a live anything going on. Nope, nope, nope. Just making comics five day, days a week, uh, making zines, which I've been doing the entire time I've been talking, uh, and I have to do another one by the end of this month. And I have to keep doing that forever because that is my job. <laughs> Unless I can figure out something else to do, uh, this is pretty much what I've got going on. Folks, <laughs> you could you could potentially, if you buy one of these zines, you could potentially get one of the ones that have been folded during this episode. And that's a special edition. That's probably a 200% price mark up there. That's a piece Any of history. Any of the ones that I've folded during this show, I will lick. Nice. <laughs> so, if you get one of those, you could probably have something that smells bad (laughs) (laughs) they could uh they could uh deconstruct the paper and uh clone themselves their own rory blank 
Yeah, you can it's you can even waterboard him with screaming. beer through an American flag, <laughs> just like in the movies. God. By the way, that sucks. <laughs> like, I, I, if you've never waterboarded yourself, it sucks. I was scrolling through your stuff before this. I was scrolling through your stuff on Instagram before this. I'd only seen the comics, and the video comes up. And I was like, oh, fuck. your fucking intro was funny. And I was like, oh, no, he's fallen. Oh, he's somehow fallen into the flag and managed to waterboard himself in one smooth motion. Like, no, uh, it's incredible. The, the secret is that I cut about 10 seconds out of it. Uh, I, cut, I cut on the falling motion. So oh, it, looks like a seamless, it looks like a seamless move. It's movie I was actually magic. really proud of myself. Yeah, it's it's really it's really well done. It's not like I saw a cut, but I felt the cut like just like from you know, like paying attention to film and fucking like that kind of thing. But like it was very well done, I will say. Uh, I didn't notice it. I, I believe in movie magic. I will say it was worse when I did it like a year ago with a uh monster energy drink. Oh, oh, oh it god stings. It stings so bad. <laughs> Budweiser just smells bad. You got fucking monster boarding. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun. Don't do it. Don't do things that I I do, including things I've described doing. Don't do anything the CIA does. That's a good that's a good general rule, folks. Uh, yeah, Rory, that- where can people find you uh, online? Uh, I'm on every social media platform. I mean, not every one of them. I'm not on Gab. There's no reason for anybody to be on Gab or Parler. You on, you on Friendster? Uh, but you fuck with GeoCities? On Instagram at Rory Blank. I'm on Tumblr at Rory Blank. I'm on Facebook at Rory Blank Comics. And on Twitter, I am at Pisscastle. Because, <laughs> uh... Somebody else got the name Rory Blank and then got permanently suspended. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! So you can't even. And they get just take it out of the running. That's fucking nonsense. Yeah, it was not me. I mean, it really was not me. I'm not like running a backup account after being banned <laughs> and like trying to evade a ban by saying it's not me. It really was not me. And I just got the name Pisscastle because, <laughs> like, when I was 24, I want to say. I was just trying to figure out what the worst domain name that I could buy was to make my dad <laughs> stop recommending my comics to people. And I bought pisscastle.com. I also own oiledupleatherdaddies.com. That's why I uh, couldn't get that one. Garfieldxxx.com. Oh, that rules. I th- think I had, like, horny 18-year-old dad for a while, but I let that one lapse. <laughs> I love the idea of just having a collection of these, like, somebody collects stamps. I collect lewd URLs. <laughs> well, beautiful. Uh, thank you. Thank you again for coming on. You were yeah. great. For listeners also who, who don't know Rory, you're, check out his comics. They're fucking great. At Rory Blank on Instagram. At Piss Castle, type just type heinous shit into Google or into your <laughs> into your uh, URL bar. It sounds like, and you probably pop up on Rory's site. I got One a. Uh, go to I got a www.pissdads.biz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own that. I got a. Uh, I got a lewd uh, URL for you. You ready for this one? Yeah. Patreon.com/slash/rftb for oh! RFTB After Dark coming oh! over. 
hear the magic that is our we got 10 patrons now we gained a mystery patron like we talked to she's cool we gained somebody from being on pod damn love Love to be one of those people (laughs) i'll say nice things to you i just Uh, thought of something like this is not uh tying into anything just like i figure this is a better story to tell on air than off air because it's related to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, big pitfall with having a, a midwife for a mom. Uh, I didn't really get... I, I got the sex talk early enough that I don't really even think about it. Like, it's just a normal, natural part of growing up. What I do think about is, like, in my teens, I had, like, ten other talks where she found out about different paraphilias. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she came into my room one day and told me, like, not to inject saline into my balls. <laughs> Have, you, have either of you guys ever seen the results of that? Yeah. It's fucking no. horrifying. It's like she, really she, fucked up. She found out about it because she read a story about a guy whose dick like went inside of his scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> like he lost his dick and had to go to the hospital to get it back out. Retrieve it! <laughs> no! The worst I'm... one was the day David Carradine died. She she came into my room and said, "So, um, honey, I don't I don't know if if you've heard, but like, if any, I don't know if any of your friends are into this or if you've heard about doing it, but sometimes people like to uh, choke themselves while they're they're masturbating." Mom, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, you can talk. No, why would I do that? Just love the underlying assumption that that your young son. It just will be a degenerate on all of these. You got to check them all. <laughs> God, Good fucking times. The fucking rules. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, thanks for hanging around. And uh, I'm going to let you know that I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.